it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this July 21st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Show sponsored in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Got a lot to get into today. Uh, We will start off the show recapping Little League action from last night. Unfortunately, Jefferson's run came to an end. And then 12-15, we'll be joined by Berkeley Post-14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin. uh, They got a huge victory last night in in the game one of best of three series in the area tournament against Potomac Valley Post-64. In a run rule fashion in six innings. And at 12.30, we'll check in with former Herd legend John Elmore as uh, him and Herd that get ready for the TBT Charleston Regional down in Charleston, West Virginia. And uh, hoping tomorrow to check in with uh, the best Virginia team. Still working on that as well. Uh, but that's what we're doing in this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll start out talking Little League State Tournament action from last night where unfortunately Jefferson fell to Hurricane 4-2, and really that top of the first inning was just something that Jefferson couldn't come back from. Yeah, uh, game starts off well for Jefferson, back-to-back strikeouts uh, from pitcher Mason Lowry, uh, but then a hit-by-pitch occurred. Uh, Dunkley for Hurricane reaches on the error, and Tyler Henderson just blasts a three-run homer uh, to give Hurricane that early uh three nothing lead and then Dunkley just had a great pitching performance that slowed Jefferson down you know they would battle back Mason Lowry would hit a double Andy Roberts would eventually drive him in on a sacrifice to make it 3-1 at the time and then uh, eventually the game became 4-2 on the Roberts home run um but you know Hurricane just really held them down you know, got that early lead, had the momentum on their side, and the pitching from Dunkley was pretty impressive to slow down an offense that really hadn't been slowed down besides that one game against Una Milton, and they kind of avenged that already. So, uh, you know, an impressive win for Hurricane. Still congrats, though, to Jefferson, I think, on a great run uh, throughout the area, district, and state tournament. Just couldn't uh, get that win yesterday, and uh, Hurricane just proved to be the better team on that day and you know, had a great performance. So, unfortunate for Jefferson Little League that their run comes to an end in the semifinals, but definitely not something to be uh, upset about if you're Jefferson. You know, you had a really good team and you made a great run in the finals, so don't be too disappointed about it. But uh, Standy Roberts run. hit a long solo shot to right center field last night to uh, put the other run on the board. Uh, but then we were there to broadcast Bridgeport versus Barbersville. In the beginning of the game, it kind of seemed like it, it was going to be a close ball game, and then Bridgeport completely dominates there and gets the 10-run victory last night, 12-2, to to go into the finals. Yeah, Bridgeport did go up 4 nothing at the start there in the bottom of the first, but it didn't really give you the sense that it was going to be a uh, blowout because Barbersville was able to make it 4-1, and then... 
4-2, and all of a sudden in the third, five more runs came across, and next thing you knew it was 9-2, and you're like, all right, I mean, Barbersville's still not really giving up. They were threatening with uh, runners on the corners and nobody out, and then next thing you knew that uh, crazy double play happened at third, and it was two outs with the runner on third, and they were unable to get anybody home, and then you go to the bottom of the fourth, and all of a sudden, three more runs came across, and you realize, oh, uh, this game's over. It's a mercy rule, and Barbersville uh, really fell apart there in that bottom of the fourth, and Bridgeport, as they've done this entire tournament, has uh, won via a mercy rule, so they are looking like the a dominant team here in the state of West Virginia, and I would not be surprised if that happens again here tonight against yeah. Hurricane. Hurricane Bridgeport, the ten to twelve year old state champion set championship championship, excuse me, set for tonight six p.m. We'll be on the air on radio, TV, YouTube, talkradiowrnr.com, and YouTube at five fifty for the pregame show. But uh, Bridgeport uh, looking to have another run rule game in this state championship but hurricane uh you know they could battle and they could make this a game but it's definitely going to be a tough one and uh looking forward to broadcasting that game tonight yeah i think um bridgeport has been kind of the best team so far in the tournament but hurricane is a team that's scrappy i think they have really good defense and, and pitching based on what we've seen in these past few games so you know, if they can keep Bridgeport's offense in check, they'll have a chance tonight to uh, win it all. So it should be a fun game and should be a, a good one, too. It should be a good one. Again, 5.50 pregame show, 6 p.m. first pitch. That'll do it for this first segment of Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we're joined by Berkeley Post-14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin as they got – a 16-6 victory over post-64 last night in the game one of the best-of-three area tournament. And we'll chat with him about that big win after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Bunick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We'll now welcome to the program the Berkeley Post-14 Hornets manager, Trip Tobin. Big 16-6 victory last night for your team. And uh, really just a big fourth inning and sixth inning to get you there. Uh, so you're asking me? <laughs> I was saying you guys had a big fourth inning, a big sixth inning there. To help you get that sixteen to six victory. Oh yeah, yeah. They, the, you know, the bats came alive. They gave us a couple free bases, and we, um, you know, we were able to take advantage of that. Trip um, Dylan Stevens got the start for you guys last night. Didn't have his best stuff early, but did settle down as the game kind of went on. And uh, you know, what did you kind of like from him last night once he kind of got into his groove? Well, I mean, mostly was his gutty performance. He certainly didn't have his best stuff. His command, you know, had left him a little bit there. And, um, you know, we just told him to keep on gutting it out. And, uh, you know, talking to Sam 
walls, and we were talking with him, and Sam says, you know, not every day do you go out there and you're going to be perfect, so you have to learn how to win and gut it out when, uh, you know, when you got your back against the wall and you don't have your best stuff. And, you know, when you get into tournament baseball, you're trying to, um, you know, you're trying to use your uh, utilize your pitching staff the best as possible. So didn't want to pull him out early, thinking that, you know, if there was a, you know, if we went was going to go, you know, three games, we'd need more pitching. But um, he settled in. He had an uncharacteristic day for him. You know, maybe there was a, you know, something in his delivery we were trying to figure out. But, um, you know, he felt fine. And um, he didn't have any arm injuries or anything, just um, struggling with his release point there. But uh, all that being said, at the end of the day, he, he gutted it out and got to give our team a chance to win. And that's what we did. Uh, you know, for him, we got behind him. The kids backed him up and put runs on the board for him. And uh, and and I believe that's that's um, that's a game that he's going to remember, even though it wasn't a perfect game or one of his big strikeout games. But he, he was just able to gut it out. You know, each and every inning, each and every bat, and each and every pitch was just a you know was a battle for him. Trip Colin here. Congrats on the win. Who uh, stood out for you on your team offensively last night? Well, Rosenweber came back. You know, from Massachusetts, he left his vacation early. You know, he's got, you know, he's the team has some goals, and, and certainly uh, he, he wants to achieve those. So you know, that says a lot about about what he wants to. Uh, you know, he, he's the team leader by far, and you know, he he was upbeat all day and kept the guys going, kept the guys motivated. I mean, a coach can go tell, you know, Dylan. Hey, don't worry about it. But when a player does it, you know we got your back. When a player does it, I mean that that settles you in, and, uh, and he's got great defense behind him. But Jack did a great job of, um, you know, he was three for three. One time he had a he had a single. He legged it into a double just by a complete hustle. And of course, Colin Reed and uh, Stottlemyre and, and those guys with the walk off, and you know, Connor Bailey with a big uh, a big triple there that cleared the bases. Maybe it was a double, I believe, but it cleared all the bases. And we, you know, we barreled the ball up. Rally Bub is coming back around. A couple of hits over the weekend, and then a couple of hits yesterday. So, um, you know, offensively, I mean, we were clicking pretty well. And you talk about clicking pretty well. Everybody in that nine-man lineup for you, uh, hitting-wise, reached base at least twice. All but one scored at least a run for you. What does that say about your team? Because you know, although you know, you look down at the bottom of the lineup where Canby went 0 for two, but he was able to to have good plate discipline, walk twice, score two runs, and uh, just it seemed like everything going for you offensively as a team. Yeah, I mean, Canby. You know, may or may not have had a hit there, of course, but looking at the stats, but he certainly is a big part of this team defensively and his speed on the bases and his, like you say, his plate discipline. But, you know, we've got guys that have different roles, you know, and his role is to, you know, to get on base and, uh, you know, start innings and certainly to um, create some chaos in that lineup. But, you know, any given day, he, he can go deep or, you know, over the fence or he can bunt and run it out. So, He's definitely a tool we have in the in the tool chest there. And then, you know, we started him in center field and didn't start the co-EPAC player of the year because we um, it was 100 degrees and we was going to use him for relief. So I didn't want Chase Herndon out in center field, you know, baking under that sun and asking him to come in cold, cold arm, hot body, of course, temperature-wise, but come in um, and uh, have all that um, uh, time out there in the field and in the sun and then try to close the game out for us. So I think that's where our team – is deep and uh, you know we were able to set guys down have them ready we we were um you know we had Myers and Bohr ready to go and um you know Sippard was scheduled to start that game and we was thinking about closing um Baden Hartman with that game 
but Sifford get, took a, a, a pitch in warm-ups off the thumb there and kind of sidelined him. So we were able to just replace him just like that with, you know, a, you know just as good of a baseball player in, in Baden Hartman, you know, similar uh, offensive abilities and both great catchers, a great arm. So that's where we are certainly um, – very uh, lucky to have, very fortunate to have that kind of um, you know, that kind of talent that can be sitting there waiting at any minute to, to go in and then take over. And, and you've seen Hartman come in for Sifford and um, Herndon come in for um, and finish the game up for Stevens. And that's just tremendous talent to have on the bench. And for uh, you know, looking at your opponent again, it'll be the same Potomac Valley Post 64 team. Uh, when they were at Peel Faulkner Park uh, back a few, I guess, the 13th, uh, it was a really close game, and, you know, they had Landis on the mound of Mallow coming in in relief. Uh, you'd venture to guess that you'd see those guys tonight in a do-or-die game. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume. I mean, I can't guarantee, you know, what, what they have going on. I mean, you know, they've got a couple arms in there with Slade Seville and Mallow and uh, – you know Healy and and of course uh, Landis. I would I would assume that you know Seville or Landis maybe um, they have the Reed kids, so they still have plenty of arms. Um, you know we got to see Bumby Van Beer last night, left-hander, and um, so kind of a little bit of a slow start with him. So I'm not sure you know exactly how how they'll play it, but I'm sure we'll see a quality arm. And you know that 16 to six is certainly a little lopsided. But um, you know, don't expect a ten-run game tonight. Expect another game like you, like you guys saw a couple weeks ago, a week or so ago. Trip, what will be some things that you guys need to do uh, tonight to close the series out and advance the states? Well, we certainly got to eliminate you know the free bases, the walks, and the hit by pitches. I mean, that's something that's just you know a real easy part of the game, or easy part of the question to answer, but. You know, we need to have, continue to have good plate discipline and uh, search out some fastballs, hit the ball on the barrel again like we did last night. I mean, we got a couple of base hits that, you know, on Game Changer were base hit or errors, but, I mean, they were hit so hard that uh, I don't think the fielders had many chances at it. But uh, we need to clean up a little bit of that, you know, the free base part. We made an, we made a couple of little errors there. And then we have, uh, you know, we've been running the bases really well. And last night we, we did a, got doubled off one time on a fly ball. So, um just clean up the little things, but these guys are flying high with confidence. You know, you know, we've got a leader in the dugout with Jack, keeping them, keeping these guys um, hyped up. We've got some guys that didn't play yesterday that are certainly um, ready to come in and pitch, and they're they're healthy and uh, and strong, and just need to put runs on the board because I don't think you're going to shut you know Potomac Valley out with that lineup. You know, they hit two home runs yesterday off of us, so don't forget that you know, they have the power and the ability to change the game in, in one swing. Who's the uh, projected starter for you guys tonight? Well, I think, you know, we'll probably start with Stottlemyre. We're trying, we're trying to, you know, go for the jugular here, and, um, you, you know, we'll go that route probably to start with. And, you know, Myers really confident in him. Of course, of course, Boar has always had success coming in in the long relief should should that happen. Um, but I think we're pretty good up the middle, I mean, in the pitching department there. And we also, you know, still looking at Baden to possibly close. Hopefully we won't have to get him behind the plate. Rotten will probably catch his um, high school catch. His high school pitcher will probably make them up because, um, he, you know, Braden throws the ball pretty hard and has a, a pretty tough slider to catch. So we'll um, probably hook him up with his – 
with his high school catcher and, um, you know, have have um, Baden and Bohr and Myers, and they're ready to, to come in and get the job done. So we need to bring somebody in, and we also have, you know, Colin Reed there who, who can go. So um, and we're feeling pretty good about who we have and our, you know, our chances of winning one of the next two. How was the crowd for you guys last night? How was what? The crowd, oh, the crowd. last night, yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, you saw know, Matt uh, Miller was there. Matt Miller was there. He came in and seen us and made an appearance. Kyle West came in and sat in the dugout with us, a former alum who's um, kind of been a sling. So he's got a lump in the sling after his labrum uh, surgery. So we got to see Kyle. And Kyle and Jack are, of course, you know, um, University of Charleston teammates. So they got to... Uh, chat it up and and it's always good to have to see the alumni and the older guys in the dugout that you know brings an air of confidence in so you know it was a pretty good crowd but it was just so hot yeah definitely dog days getting to that dog days of summer here but uh trip tobin our guest and uh best of luck tonight and uh hopefully we're talking to you tomorrow about uh going to states all right hope so thanks Trip Tobin, our guest po- manager of the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets. Thank him for the time, as always, and uh, you know, wishing we could have been out there last night to broadcast that game. Uh, but they're in a good place right now. They could uh, win tonight and get a few days off to rest before uh, heading down to States next week. Yeah, and if they do so, I I like their chances down there at uh, the State, or up there, actually. At the uh, Up and over. State tournament as it's in Morgantown, so. Yeah, and uh, looking at the schedule, I believe that state tournament uh, runs the 26th to the 30th. And then, if I'm correct, the regional tournament is going to be held at Milan Park as well up there in uh, Morgantown. And that runs August 1st to 6th, if I remember correctly, looking at that schedule. Uh, but I figure they, they just stay up there for that whole week if possible, if they make it. Hopefully, they make it that far. Uh, but again, Berkeley Post 14 in action tonight, 6 p.m. P.O. Faulkner Park. Head out there and. Uh, and cheer on the Hornets as they uh, look to head on to the state tournament with a big win uh, tonight. But that will do it for this second segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabins and designer beddings, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg, West Virginia at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by John Elmore. I've heard that there in the, in the TBT uh, as they are days away from the Charleston Regional. We'll catch up with them, see how things are going for the Heard That team this year. After this two-minute break, we're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. My thoughts to bark like hounds. I focus on my breathing and the universal sound. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Elmore, he's got 10 straight points. Oh my, did you see that move by John Elmore? John Elmore has no fear, gets the switch. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. And those are highlights from last year's TBT, courtesy of ESPN. And now we're welcome to the program. I guess the team captain for Heard That. He's kind of the the unsung hero that's the leader of this team uh, for the last few years. John Elmore, how are you doing today, John? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me a few days away here from the Charleston regional and uh, you guys, I believe getting all together. Is it today that I saw yesterday that uh, you guys getting yeah. everybody together today? 
Uh, unofficially last night. Officially, uh, everybody got here today, so we're gearing up, man. Looking forward to it. And another Marshall alumni team. You bring back those core players, you, your brother, Stevie Browning, Ryan Taylor, Rondell Watson, James Kelly. And then you add in some new guys this year. Tell us about those new guys. Um, yeah, man. We uh, we try to keep our Marshall core together just to uh, some of those guys that played together. We had good teams at Marshall, so we all get along real well, um, all keep up. So it's always good to kind of reunite during the summer um, and ultimately play basketball at a high level. So uh, we try to find a good mix of guys that didn't go to Marshall just to try to put together the best team that we can. Um, these are guys that have played against pro ball. Some of the dudes on the team have played against some pro ball overseas or in the G League. So those relationships have been built and uh man we get the team together and we have a heck of a time doing it but you know it'd be nice to uh it'd be nice to come home with that million dollars john uh back in the charleston regional which is always big because you guys are kind of the home team there and there's a lot of uh, fans for you and uh, best virginia so uh that matchup hasn't happened yet in the tbt but it's potentially a second round matchup how cool do you think that would be uh, for the fans in Charleston? Uh, I think it'd be amazing just for the state uh, from an exposure standpoint and then bringing those two schools together. You know, we don't have any pro teams in West Virginia, so having those, um, having that Marshall-West Virginia, you know, rivalry um, battle, whatever they call it, um, I think it'd be awesome for the state just getting the people out. And then, I mean, you're talking about the games are nationally televised or nationally streamed, so putting West Virginia on the map, putting Charleston on the map, um, showcasing the talent and showcasing the schools here um, is an amazing exposure event. And, you know, it's high-level basketball with a lot of big-time players that have represented the state over the years. So um, I, I can't speak highly enough about it. What's it been like having the basketball tournament over the past few years and getting to uh, participate in and still uh, come together with the Marshall alumni? Uh, you know, I think the big thing is you got to credit the support um, the fan base has given us. You know, the donors at Marshall have donated a lot of money to kind of put this event on. And then same thing with West Virginia's alumni team. Um, you know, we've gotten a ton of support from both parties. So that's one of the reasons that they host the, uh, the TBT in West Virginia because of that. And they get a lot of ticket sales. So that's something that we got to keep um, keep focusing on is that support because we want to give them a reason to bring it back every year but you know just getting the alumni back together from Marshall the guys I play with we've roomed together had apartments at Marshall together so um, it's just a great experience for me um, with those relationships and those memories we have and then a lot of these guys can still play at a high level so it's good basketball as well. Uh, I want to talk about one of your players, one of your uh, like other Marshall alumni, Ryan Taylor. I know in the past maybe he's thought about you know not continuing to play, but I know I talked to a uh, former uh, herd manager uh, Cam Molina, who also coaches with him at Huntington Prep, and he says he looks like he's back in college. No, you're right. Um, see, I think after he finished, um, he was playing pro ball for a couple of years after college, and uh, Ryan likes to eat. Um, Ryan ended up, you know, putting on a little bit of weight, but uh, has ended up losing all that weight. Looks phenomenal, in great shape. Um, I think he's kind of find that, found that uh, spark and that passion for playing again, and uh, he's looked great in the practices we've had so far, so we're glad to have him back. And, John, one of your newcomers, uh, Justin Johnson, the WKU alum, 
that surprised a lot of Marshall fans, I think, obviously with the rivalry there. But you guys have had success getting uh, CUSA guys on the team before. And what does just, Justin Johnson bring to the team uh, for this year's squad? Uh, Marshall fans will remember, you know, he's he was a thorn in our side. Um, All-conference USA guy um, just totally killed us when – he was at Western, and we had that rivalry. Um, seemed like he always had double doubles against us. Although, you know, my record against Western Western Kentucky was phenomenal. But that's neither here nor there. I've definitely messed with him about that. But uh, you know, we're glad to have him on our team. Um, we think he fits our system perfectly. A guy that knows how to play, really athletic, great feel for the game. So we're excited to kind of uh, get him into the uh, Marshall kind of up tempo Dan Tony style of play that we're going to do and. Hopefully he meshes well. Before the uh, regional there to start it off, the three-point contest, I believe, will still take place. Who will be representing Heard That and That this year? I believe Odd is. He uh, he won the West Virginia region last year. Uh, he ended up getting injured. So we're going to let him do it again because um, he did win the region last year and then got hurt and kind of struggled in the finals. But uh, that's our shooter, and we're banking on him winning it segue there i believe i saw on social media a couple months back is this is he uh is this his last go around he's going into retirement after this this year's tbt yeah he that's that's the talks now you know um i mean with all the tom brady stuff michael jordan brett Favre, um the quote retirement i don't know i don't know but that's what he's saying man he's in law school he's going into his third year so he's finishing up he's got one more year to finish up there but I think that's where his heart is now, but, you know, I, I wouldn't count him out. And uh, one more question from me. Uh, basically, Sunday is going to be the unofficial Sun Belt opener as you guys are going to face off against Founding Fathers, which is JMU's alumni team. Uh, isn't that kind of funny and ironic? Yeah, no, no. I mean, like you said, kicking off kind of that new – rivalry that new that new um that new battle so we're excited you know we were talking to their um team a little bit and you know talking about how the new conference realignment how marshall and james madison will play each other every year in basketball and football so hopefully marshall can uh start off one to know against them john i was going to follow up with odd i mean he's kind of like the the face of the tbt so if this is his last run it's it's going to be big for you guys to to win and win that million no, exactly. You got to go out on top, man. Send him out the right way, and then I don't know. I don't know where the future goes after this, man. He was the guy that kind of was the headliner, got the team started, put a lot of time and effort into it. So I don't know if we'll have to do a rebranding or what, but man, he's been our guy for a while. So hopefully, we can send him out the right way. We just uh, briefly mentioned the first round game for you guys against the Founding Fathers. Have you seen anything about that team, and uh, what are you looking to? do against them to find success um you know we just we know a little bit about them just from last year uh, i'm familiar with a couple of the players that are still playing currently um probably one of if not their best player i played against them this year in europe so uh we're familiar with them um and last year they played one of the better seeds in a super tight game that came down to the wire so uh like you said, you can't take any game for granted. Everybody keeps talking about the West Virginia game, but ultimately we got to take it. We got to win our first game, and West Virginia's got to win our first game, and we'll see what happens after that. I want to ask a, a, a kind of interesting question here. Did you guys ever try and recruit Jared West now that he's done with college basketball? I, You know, I talked to Jared a lot. Um, 
the thing this year. Um, you know, hopefully we could find out a way to get it working in the future. Um, but Jared's playing in a summer league in Australia. He's kicked off his pro career um, playing phenomenal. So I got to give him a shout out. He's put up just elite numbers in his short stint overseas so far. But he's in Australia having a great pro career start and uh, wish him nothing but the best. But, you know, hopefully in the future that might be something we have to look at. John, uh, last time we had you on the show, it was about a year ago when you signed uh, with your new team in Lithuania. How'd things go for you this year, and uh, what are you looking forward to, or what's the future for you, I guess, professionally? Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Time flies. Uh, I had a I had a big year in Lithuania this year. It was honestly my best year I've had as a pro yet. Um, just most efficient I've been, most consistent. Um, you know, I battled a couple injuries towards the end of the season, but finally all geared up and healthy now, but I really enjoyed this year. Um, Lithuania is a small country, but it has a good basketball league. So I think it definitely um, created some momentum um, for me career-wise, you know, climbing the ladder in Europe or trying to make it back stateside. But it was definitely uh, super beneficial, and I'm just hoping to keep building on it. I'm a free agent moving forward, so my agent's working the market right now. But the focus is uh, definitely on the TBT moving forward. What are the differences between playing there in Europe at Lithuania compared to playing uh, basketball here in the States? Um, you know, Europe in general is much more physical. Um, a lot less foul calls. Uh, guys are stronger, a lot more bumps and stuff on the dribble and finishing around the basket. So it's something that takes uh, a period of time to adjust to. Um, the game's a lot more strategic. You know, here it's more free flow and up-tempo quick shot, stuff like that. Europe, we're running a lot of plays and longer sets. So it was a tough transition for me, for me coming from the D'Antoni NBA style where it's just run and gun, get up and down, first good shot. Now we're running long, drawn-out plays, real strategical, throwing the ball inside, post-up, stuff like that. So um, once you get used to it, uh, you find a way to thrive in whatever role you're placed in. But you know, it's been a roller coaster these first three years, but I'm I'm hoping I'm on the uh, the upswing. One final question here, John Elmore, the family man. How's it been adjusting to you know you've now your I believe your baby's now two years old. How's it been adjusting to professional basketball life with uh with a family? You know, it it makes the journey just so much better. You know, it it changes your whole perspective on life and everything. Uh, everything becomes almost secondary to your family once you have a kid and a wife. So um, uh, it's been amazing. And then having your kid at the games, watching you running up to you after the game, um, nah, words can't summarize it, man. It's just super blessed to have them healthy and have them able to live overseas with me during the season. Uh, my wife sacrifices a lot, like working. She works remotely just so she can stay with me in Europe. So got to give a big shout out to them. John Elmore, our guest, have heard that in the TBT. Best of luck this weekend and hope we're able to talk soon about some wins. Thank you. Go Herd, baby. Go Herd, baby. Sounds like Dan D'Antoni right there. <laughs> our guest, John Elmore, thank him for the time as always as uh, you know those uh, Marshall hookups still giving us interviews to this day, Nick. Yeah, and um, you know, always good to hear about John and how he's doing uh overseas as a player but also to get to watch him still in the tbt um just was a you know definitely a great player to have the opportunity to cover at marshall and uh always entertaining and of course never forget that tournament run that marshall went on 
uh, back in 2018. So yeah, can't forget that. <laughs> hey, what do you mean by that hey, that's Odd Elmore got famous from that tournament run. He did. Remember what he did against the uh, the the Mountaineers? Lost. Yeah, he but lose, yeah, he, he became an internet sensation. Good for him. All right. I remember final scores. All right. Well, I've got a I've got some breaking news did, did for you. Did Virginia win the, the Natty that year? No, no, it's okay. They did. Marshall I've, did not. I've got some too. breaking news for That's you. Really, the difference, uh, Colin. I want to make sure that I've got this right. Uh, we have breaking news. Just getting the message through. Uh, we will now talk to a member of Best Virginia tomorrow. That is, I believe, Kevin Jones, the power forward. Is that correct? Is that who you wanted? Yeah, it looks like uh, KJ's good for tomorrow. They're from Best Virginia in the final forecast, the uh, podcast that they have. So we'll talk to him uh, tomorrow. Looking forward to That's KJ being on. You know, that was like a perfect segue because, you know, we were, we were going to go off there today and people were probably going to give us some hate for not talking about Best Virginia. But little did they know we had it all in the works. We were just waiting for replies. Yep. So KJ will be on tomorrow, guys. Yeah, hopefully. Looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, we'll keep you updated on a time. We'll reach back out to them. But uh, John Elmore was our guest, and then we'll talk tomorrow. He was of heard that then Best Virginia's Kevin Jones as a big weekend. I guess Monday is it Monday through Thursday? I think. I think that's what it is. Down in Charleston at the Coliseum and Convention Center for the TBT, which has a great relationship with the state of West Virginia, thanks to Heard That and Best Virginia's alumni base in the area. And uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we had breaking news during that John Elmore interview. We'll get that to you from the NFL a player in which potentially was not going to play this year, or he was not happy at points, but we'll get into that after this two-minute break on the Talk Radio WRNR TV. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your July 21st, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Mary's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today. Again, tomorrow we'll have Kevin Jones of Best Virginia on. I want to thank John Elmore for the time once again. I've heard that as TBT gets going Sunday afternoon at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center for another back-to-back years with the Charleston Regional. But now let's turn our attention. Uh, wasn't on the docket because it, it uh, wasn't a thing yet but uh 18 minutes ago we get the alert via espn from adam schefter that the cardinals are giving quarterback kyler murray kyler murray a five-year 230 and a half million dollar extension includes 160 million guaranteed and uh you know he had there's a lot of drama in the offseason where he uh was deleting all the cardinal stuff off his instagram there's a lot of petty stuff going on but he gets he gets the big bag yeah and he deserves it now. It's just uh, time for him to step up and uh, put his money where his mouth is and uh, find a little bit more success with the uh, Cardinals. It's a tough division, obviously, for them. The defending Super Bowl champions in there. Uh, Seattle will drop off a little bit probably this year, but you still got the 49ers too. So 
I, I like him at quarterback there. I think he works well in the system in Arizona, so only time will tell if uh, he's worth that much. I think uh, as you know, it's a good contract for Kyler Murray and obviously you know former number one overall pick who's had some success in the league, so deserves to get paid. Uh, but from a Ravens fan perspective, this immediately, and I think from even a national media perspective, you immediately turn your eyes to, well, Lamar Jackson's got to be next, right? And uh, and he already has an MVP, con- yeah. so is he going to get what more What kind of that? contract yeah. is he going to get? Because this is $46.5 million, I believe, a year on average. So, I mean, what is Lamar going to get? I would think more because I would put him ahead of Kyler Murray in terms of what he's achieved in his career. Murray doesn't even have a playoff appearance, I don't believe or at least doesn't have a playoff win, and uh, Jackson has an MVP. So, you know, he's going to probably command more money. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. But like we've said before, the Ravens do have still the option to franchise tag him. So as long as Lamar Jackson is not sitting out, they really have no reason to rush getting this deal done. Uh, but it will be interesting to see how much money he does want to get in his next deal and i think it would be more than what murray just got paid so yeah and uh getting some more i went to adam Schefter on twitter to find more details because usually the espn notification is not going to give you at all you know adam Schefter works hard there in the nfl beat trying to not trying to run things down so there's going to be updates to the post uh that contract will tie him to the cardinals through the end of the 2028 season negotiations have been ongoing for months Eric Burkhart of Rock Nation Sports and Cards General Manager Steve Kime worked on the deal into last night before capping it off this morning. Uh, And it's a big deal uh, to get uh, him locked down for the future because we know he's been wanting to be locked down for the future, and that's why he kind of uh, was a little pity this offseason. Yeah, deservingly so as well. I don't know if maybe you went too far or not. It's always weird how... They take the social media to do this stuff now, and it's not just Murray. It's every player that will do it nowadays, it seems like, in not only the NFL but any uh, major sports league. So we'll go with that, and I don't really have anything else on it. Uh, Tom Pelissero tweets, he's only 24 years old. The Cardinals insisted all along they intended to pay him eventually as the long-term quarterback and it appears they're now on they are completed the five year extension. Uh the quarterbacks, they're reported to report to training camp for Arizona today. So to get that done before training camp was obviously Makes sense. the big reason of this because was he gonna go to training camp? That's mm-hmm. a big question. How does this affect Juan Soto's market? Kyler <laughs> totally Murray can also sports. play outfield. He can play outfield. You, you do have a point there. He was drafted by the A's. You do have a point there, but uh, not in this. He's not playing baseball anymore. You, you never know. Uh, that's a, getting baseball money now. Here pretty soon, so. That's the big news of the day here coming down about 20 or so minutes ago uh, during the show. Uh, we also are going to talk Kevin Excuse me, Kevin. Kyle Rudolph to the Bucks. Colin brought up a great point before the show. Does that mean uh, Gronk definitely not coming back, most likely? That was what I was thinking. Uh, you got to get a tight end now to be your number one with Gronkowski being gone from this uh, Tom Brady-Gronkowski connection. And I, I like the signing. I know Rudolph has kind of fell off a little bit production-wise, but I still think with Tom Brady at the quarterback and how he's always done well with a uh, tight end even though 
Rudolph isn't Gronk. I, I think the production will be there, and that might be a sleeper in fantasy. Yeah, yeah and that pairs him with Kevin or Cam Brate. Cam Brate and uh, Kyle Rudolph. That could be a good pairing there uh, to for safety blankets for Tom Brady. Uh, he hasn't done anything since 2019. But who's the quarterbacks that he's had? Kirk Cousins isn't that bad. Uh, he's an average quarterback at best. Yeah, an average quarterback can that, get production if you're uh He's an average quarterback, but a good businessman. Yeah, I mean, he's clutch. all right. He's a good red zone threat. But at this point, I mean, I don't even know how old he is. I feel like he's like over 35 at this point. Let's see how close I don't know. you are. Tech. He is 32. Okay. We'll turn like 33 during the season. It does. You, you did When you said that, it made me really think, and I had to look him up to figure out how old he was. But that could be a good safety blanket for uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, other news coming out of Brady, I think. Other news coming out of the NFL. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not, but uh, he will be cleared uh, to start practicing it with the Niners at the start of training camp next week. Uh, sources have told Adam Schefter and uh, the 49ers have given Jimmy Garoppolo's agents permission to seek a trade involving Garoppolo, uh, which we've kind of known all along, and it was just a matter of him recovering from his shoulder surgery because nobody's going to trade for a guy that's about to have shoulder surgery or just had soldier, soldier, sh- shoulder surgery, excuse me, and now is the time that it will happen. And, you know, obviously Trey Lance is coming into his own there, the second-year quarterback, and he's, you know, started a few games for them. But I, I think Jimmy G uh, can, can get a big trade market going. He's entering the final year of his contract, scheduled to make $26.95 million against the cap. Uh, there – his deal did include a no trade clause for, but only for the 2021 season, and uh, now they can trade him. Uh, where are we thinking he could potentially go? The Giants. That was going to be my thing. I was going to bring up the Giants. Uh, you know, Danny Dimes just not the, not the QB. Yeah, I think Jimmy G, if he can stay healthy, I mean, this guy is a winner. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, he is 33 and 14 as a starter. Yeah. He just, just hasn't has been given it the opportunity. Some injury issues. I mean, he's not an elite quarterback in terms of he, he doesn't have the skill sets of a Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, but he gets it done. He doesn't turn it over too much. Um, and he finds ways to win games and gets teams deep into the playoffs. So, really, I don't understand why the 49ers necessarily want to move on from him for Trey Lance at this point because we haven't really seen much from Trey Lance. I mean, I know Garoppolo's had his injury issues, but if I'm a team that doesn't have an elite quarterback and I think that Garoppolo would be an upgrade over the guy I have currently, I would definitely invest some assets into it, especially if I feel like my team is really just missing the QB to be successful. I know he has had the issue of not being able to stay on the field all the time. But, I mean, like the Giants make a lot of sense, like you guys said. Seattle's not going to go after him because they're clearly going into a rebuild. Also, I don't think teams. that they trade to a divisional opponent. Right. So the other team that I'd throw out is another NFC East team, Philadelphia. Hurts, uh, yeah, he's young. He has some upside. But we saw late last year that he was starting to get on very thin ice there for the Eagles, so would they be looking for a uh, positive quarterback like Jimmy G to possibly revamp that offense? 
I think Hurts, though, just got them to the playoffs, and he's only in his third year now, I believe. So I would still try to grow with him uh, before I would move on there. But potentially, I think like New Orleans could maybe be a place. I mean, Winston, I think, showed some good flashes last year when he was healthy. Uh, Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's already seemed to really invest in Trubisky and now Kenny Pickett, so that really wouldn't be the best situation. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of teams necessarily. That Do the Browns jump? Well, yeah, maybe because I saw today a report that I believe they were uh, testing out before training camp. I think it was AJ McCarron and somebody else. I can't. Sam remember. Rosen or Josh? Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, yeah and they're looking at. You a don't QB. want those two guys if you. Well, they have Jacoby Brissett, but yeah, but now I'm seeing now I'm seeing a minimal, uh, like the suspension could possibly be very minimal uh, for Deshaun Watson, eight games at most or something. It's half the season, almost half the season. Yeah, almost half. At that point, you're at most. You're not making the playoffs in nine and eight. All right, one thing I want to talk about tomorrow. We'll just kind of tease it here. The transfer portal window endorsed by Division I Council for the final NCAA approval. Uh, Basically, for college football, it's going to be two sessions, one in the winter after the championship selection for 45 days, and the second window, I guess, would be after spring ball from May 1st to May 15th. Uh, That could potentially change things. Obviously, they moved things around due to COVID and have made everybody immediately eligible uh, to be able to have move move players around and everything with the extra year for COVID, but uh, that could be something that could be interesting. We'll get into more of that tomorrow, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager for uh, Trip Tobin for hopping on as always, and then heard that's John Elmore as well for the time. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.